This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You've heard us talk about DraftKings, the leader in daily fantasy sports, and how payday can come every day by entering their contests with huge cash prizes up for grabs. This week is jam-packed with action ranging from basketball to golf, and DraftKings has plenty of ways for you to have a front-row seat to all of the action. Making a lineup on DraftKings adds excitement to every night, and it's simple to do. Draft your lineup and feel the sweat like never before. Every moment means more with a DraftKings lineup on the line. It's simple. Each player has a salary associated with drafting them. Assemble a lineup of players while staying under the salary cap, and then sit back and watch your points pile up. DraftKings has paid out over $7 billion to users across all sports. DraftKings is the leader in daily fantasy sports, so there is no better place to get in on all of the action. Now that you know how to play, download the DraftKings app and sign up using code THPN. New users will get a free entry with their first deposit. That's promo code THPN, as in the Hockey Podcast Network, to get a free entry with your first deposit. Only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. And now, on with the show. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Quack Report, everybody. Happy Valentine's Day. I uh, just want to say that we love you all. So thank you guys for being fans of the Quack Report. So much. Yeah. So much love. We, uh, we have a comment here from, uh, from Marcus. He says, well, at least you're happy about the Knights-Ducks game. Yes, we are very happy, and we will get to our, our conversation about that in just a minute. But um, yeah, shit. I think. And uh, we also have a comment here from Lindsay. Hello from a sad Flames fan. Yeah, it doesn't sound like a very good game uh, last night. I unfortunately didn't watch it. I wish I would have because nothing gets me more excited than watching the Flames lose. So, Nate, do you agree with Lindsay there? Yeah, it was a little upsetting last night. Not going to lie. Not going to get too deep into it, though. I'm sure that you guys at uh, In the Dome are going to you know, dive deep into that. So be sure to go check them out there, uh, the Calgary Flames podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. But uh, yeah, it's a bit of a rough night last night. So I drowned my sorrows playing Call of Duty after the fact. <laughs> and did that make you feel better? Well, I at least put in more effort than that team did last <laughs> night. So Took more shots? Yeah, a lot more, more than, shots. More than what was it, like 19 <laughs> shots or something like that? Something like that. Oh, yeah. man. Uh, but, yeah, uh, but uh, besides uh, besides being a sad Flames fan, how uh, how was the rest of your week? Pretty damn good. If uh, I don't know if if anybody's you know if you're watching the stream, you notice that I'm wearing something a little bit different. Ooh, got the uh, I got a re- got one of the Ducks reverse retros on. So or yeah, the Ducks reverse retro. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I had uh, you know put out a Twitter poll earlier about this one. So this is a Fanatics one. Everything that you see behind me uh, isn't authentic. This will probably be the only Fanatics one I get. But uh, kind of the deciding factor for me was that you know both both I guess what do you even call it? Like I guess it's a, it is a logo or a crest even for this jersey. I don't really know what you call it because um, it's not really logo, a traditional I guess. type yeah, thing. Yeah. It's not really a crest. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, but both are sublimated on both jerseys anyway, so this is the one I was like, ah, I can get away with it, I guess. But uh, yeah, no, I don't normally like the the cresting on the Fanatics jerseys. Um, it's just really shiny and whatnot, and it just, I don't know, it doesn't look good to me. 
but uh yeah no i got this for a bit of a deal here at a at a store in town so and was even surprised that it was actually uh that was up here even in uh, Lethbridge, Alberta. So it's a little bit mm-hmm. away. And uh, even the guys at the store were like, yeah, we were surprised we had a couple of these in. Um, they even had like uh, the Minnesota reverse retro and um, the Arizona one as well. And those ones were authentics. So Okay. Maybe I guess some of the more popular ones. I, I don't know how popular the Minnesota one is, but I know the Arizona one's pretty popular. So Yeah, the Arizona one definitely is pretty popular. Um, that Minnesota one is... I don't know. It's decent enough. Yeah, I guess it's um, kind of a North Stars throwback, right? And they, there's a lot yeah, of North Stars fans just kind of everywhere. So yeah, that's fair. Um, the one thing I and I think I talked about it. It was on either uh, that first episode of the Talk Back on Aesthetics or uh, was it on Twitter? I don't know. Anyway, um, I said that they shouldn't have used the like the Minnesota Wild logo on it, but just use that mm. like the M that they oh, have. Yeah. That would have looked a lot nicer, I think. Yeah, that logo looks like blue and green and yellow. Yeah, yeah, it does. That's the only thing that doesn't look good. I was so excited when I saw the concept with with the uh, North Stars, and I was like, you know what? That that actually looks pretty sick. Uh, and then yeah. I I saw the actual one with the Minnesota Wild logo, and I was like, oh my god, this yeah, this close. <laughs> Yeah, Lindsay's bringing it up here. It's the Subway jersey, which oh, yeah. is 100%. You saw, you saw the memes coming out right away of the, uh, you know, people putting the Subway logo on the front and it, it matches perfectly. Yeah. But also, how is nobody using, like, the like green and yellow in that way? Like, the Dallas Stars right now with, like, the green, black, and silver, like, it does look good. Don't get me wrong. But, like, how is that not a colorway that's being used in the league? Yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, it, maybe it's... Got that retro feel because the North Stars used it, and, and maybe no other team just wants to touch it. I don't really know. Yeah, no, I, yeah, no idea. But yeah. Oh. Anyway, how have you been, buddy? Oh, pretty good. Uh, I, I mean, I, I think we talked about it on Thursday that we uh, we had the reading week coming up and no work and everything. So I've I've just been hanging out, uh, playing lots of Animal Crossing and, and Civilization Six. So a lot of late Great. nights doing pretty much nothing. <laughs> See, and I'm on the opposite. I'm trying to. Uh, I have a test that like opened on Wednesday, but I was trying to get other work done, mm-hmm. and so I'm like still catching up. Like just you know some extra readings in my textbook and that sort of thing. And yeah. uh, the test closes on Tuesday, luckily. But um, yeah, I'm kind of you know, crunching down here still as we're, you know, into the week and I'm reading my textbook and everything like that. And it's a long ass read, let me tell you. I can't believe you have so, a, a test to to do during what's supposed to be the week off. I mean, I guess it opened it earlier. It opened on so Wednesday, like, yeah. You so, technically could have done it earlier if you didn't have yeah. other stuff going and, on. And I'm normally more on top of that stuff, but it was just kind of everything came at once, I guess, for that week. And yeah, yeah I just didn't, yeah, sure. I didn't look ahead. That was time management on my behalf, 100%. Yeah, it happens. But uh, <laughs> yeah, whatever, so. But. Yeah, but no, that's a uh, yeah, really nothing else going on besides that. Um, just been catching lots of hockey games and, and stuff as well, which is nice. I don't usually get get time to watch every game, uh, at least live. So, um, mm. yeah, no, it's been it's been good so far. There you go, nice. Um, but yeah, let's. Uh, I guess let's get into the uh, the first game, or and really the only game we have to talk about the one nothing win over the Vegas Golden Knights. One nothing, you say? Another Gibson shutout, you say? You're Another not surprised? One. Another <laughs> yeah. one. Where's DJ Khaled? Another one. <laughs> yeah, we should just get we should get him uh, season tickets. Like you know how how famous people get like front yeah. row tickets to basketball games. Like Drake is at every Raptors game, like front row, basically coaching the team at yeah. that point. <laughs> um, I think we should get DJ Khaled to sit right behind uh, right behind Gibson, and then just have a little gate. For him to go out, grab a microphone, another one. Yeah. Every time Gibson gets a shutout. He'll have well, something that, to do like half half the games of every yeah. season, I think. Well, and that shutout did put him in uh third for franchise in the franchise record uh for shutouts by Ducks goaltender passing Jonas Hiller. So he's Gibson's got twenty two mm-hmm. now. So which is That's a lot. Uh, it's a lot, yeah. That's a yeah. lot of uh that's a lot of pucks to stop. Because <laughs> who, who leads? It's Jaguar, hey? Uh Jaguar and then Hibert, if I'm not mistaken, but I mm-hmm. could totally be wrong on that. Also, believe so. And and what are they at? They're like 40s, aren't they? Uh or, no, I think they're a little bit closer than that. I think they're in the 30s. Let me take the a 30s? look. 30s, yeah. Here. No, because I, I remember the graphic popping up on the the feed the other night, but I don't remember what the stats were. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah let me but see. I, if I can like see. I know that it's definitely very possible, considering how young Gibson is and, and really how far he has to go and. I, I think that it's very possible. Like, I, I would put money on it now that he's going to take the first spot. 
inducts him. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I'd be very surprised if he doesn't. Yeah, like, something drastic would have to happen. Yeah, um, you'd have to get traded. Which, please God, no. <laughs> yeah, or please uh, Bob, oh, no. I guess. Okay, this has not been updated, but I guess it's still. Okay, yeah. So the last time that the that Wikipedia at least got updated here was uh, John Gibson was at nineteen. Oh no! Like okay, that was the start of the season then, because mm-hmm. twenty, twenty-one, twenty-two. Yeah, okay. Uh, this season. Um, so yeah, Guy Hiber has twenty-seven, and uh, J.S. Shiger has thirty-two. So he's only oh, ten wow. away from taking or like from tying top spot. I thought Shiger was a lot higher. I mean, I, thirty-two I could, is still impressive for sure. That could but. happen in two, three seasons at most. It could happen this so. season. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> so? yes, but realistically, the, the way he's playing, nah. yeah, the what's way he, he's playing, it totally could. What's but. he on pace for? Because we've played what fifteen games. Miller's 15. appeared in three of them. Uh, okay, let me. I'm pulling up stats right now. <laughs> okay, we got to figure it out. I'm, yeah. I'm the math guy, so I gotta. I have to okay, know so, everything. So about Gibson that. has played twelve games, twelve has games, a five, four, and three shutouts, and three record and three shutouts. Yeah. So since we're about a quarter of the way through the season, I'll do twelve times four, which is forty-eight. Uh, I guess I could have done three times four, so twelve shutouts. So nine more shutouts. I didn't need a, a calculator for that, by the way. I have you get out, nine more this year, is what the average. He's is? on pace is to get nine pace? more. He's on Jesus pace. Jesus Christ. <laughs> So he'd come within one of Jaguar this season. God damn it. <laughs> Could you imagine if somebody put up 12 shutouts in a season? I don't think that's Holy ever happened. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I highly doubt it. Like, um, especially 12 in a, in a shortened season, too. Yeah, like, okay, here, look, just while we're on it, most... Most shutouts uh, in a season? Yeah, uh, I've, I've got to guess that it's going to be nine. Like, that seems like kind of a, a high, reasonable guess. Maybe uh, way back was, in the day. It was 15 by Tony Esposito 15. in the 69-70 season. So, I mean, complete different mm-hmm. type of NHL for sure. Uh, yeah. But let's take a look at kind of like who would be a more modern. Yeah, are there any, any recent ones that have cracked into double digits? Let's take a look here. Oh, actually. Sorry, the most shutouts in a season was George Hainsworth in the 28-29 season with 22. Uh, okay, okay, well, I don't count it going back that far. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, most recent though um, would be that Tony Esposito with fifteen. Um, was he the last one to crack in, so many, into ten? Uh, no, but he's just like the most recent as a whole. Like everything else at this, like in the top ten, is in like the nineteen twenties. Literally, everything else is in the nineteen twenties. That's so, I mean, that's pretty, that's pretty impressive. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay, so Dominic Hasek in the 97-98 season had 13. And that's at, and even still, and that's, that's a long time yeah, ago. That's, tw- that's almost 25 years ago. Yeah, and that's 13th spot. Let's see if I can get... What's the first... Okay, so Martin Broder in 2006-2007 had 12 playing 78 games. <laughs> and, and Gibson's on pace to do it in 48. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Like, is yeah, it going to happen? Probably not. But and then there's, it, yeah, and then there's like more that are in the 1920s. Uh, Dominic Hash again, again in 2000, 2001 with 11. Uh, okay, so here, this is the most recent I found was 2010, 2011. Henrik Lundqvist of the New York Rangers in 68 games put up 11 shutouts. Sorry, what season was that? 2010, 2011. So 10 years ago. Okay, that's. Yeah, that man, everything else is like the 30s and whatnot until you get to like 2000, 2001. At number 41 is uh, Roman Czechmanic. You remember that guy? Because I barely do. Nope, I don't at all. (laughs) Played for Philly at the time, 59 games played and had 10 shutouts. That's crazy, man. But the fact that we're we're talking about John Gibson already, and and I mean, this is like you know, in one stat category, but putting him in in the leagues of like Brodeur, Hashik, and and Lundquist. Yeah, and Esposito too was a, a solid goalie back in his day. Um, but like the fact that we're talking about him at all with these guys, and he's in his he's what twenty seven. We decided, yeah. Mm-hmm. So like that that's insane. Uh, like he's okay, just so, hitting his prime. Like it's not out of the realm of possibilities in a full season to get plus ten shutouts. Yeah. Uh, okay. So in the top fifty for the record for most shutouts in a season, uh, the most recent one in the top fifty is Mark Andre Fleury at number forty five. 
uh, still with the Pittsburgh Penguins at the time in 2014-15 in 64 games had 10 shutouts. Wow. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I mean, uh, he's a pretty he's a pretty solid goaltender, I would say. Yeah, I'd say so. A little bit less than uh I'm than not Gibson, trying to be a, I'm not trying to be a fanboy on that one, but <laughs> Yeah. No, but like it, it puts it into perspective, right? Like that yeah. that 10 shutouts gets you into 45th spot, but like it it rarely happens. Like it's mostly those guys that are back in like the early 1900s yeah exactly so um yeah which, yeah like a hundred years ago some of those records yeah so. but but yeah i guess let's let's tie this back to the game here just a a solid effort by by gibson and the defense as a whole in that mm-hmm. game against uh the vegas golden knights that one nothing win in case you forgot what game we were even talking about <laughs> <laughs> yeah i uh i gotta give props to both sides here both goaltenders um mm-hmm. i am gonna throw on the fanboy hat for both of these guys here gibson you know, didn't have nearly as many shots as uh, as the Golden Knights probably would have liked, honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, that's sometimes even harder for some goalies when they aren't getting a whole lot of shots, right? Because you kind of get into a, a lull or that sort of thing. It's hard to keep your focus. Yeah. Um, at the other end, though, Marc-Andre Fleury took everything we could throw at him except for one. He made some damn good saves, too. Like, I think he, in that game, uh, who was it, Comtois and... Lundestrom is that the Lundestrom that two on one mm-hmm. and holy crap that at the moment that is save of the year 100% oh easily I, I can't imagine what a better one would look like like yeah. honestly it's and yeah for those uh, that didn't see it you, you got to look it up just look up flurry save and it'll be the most recent one probably yeah. like three of the the five videos that pop up on uh, Google or YouTube when you type it in but it'll, it it'll be on plays insane. it'll be on plays of the week on Monday Oh, for um, sure. It it has to be like yeah. As soon but, as yeah. I saw that pass come across and Lundstrom cut to the net, I was like, oh, this is a goal. Easy, he's got easy. it. He's got it. Holy and then he, shit! And then he cut, and the ref waved it off, and I was like, wait, how did that what? not go in? <laughs> what? <laughs> and then I saw the replay, and I was like, holy. Yeah, it just fuck. shows the other side. And, oh, <laughs> Are we damn. serious here? And like the above angle as well shows how close it was to going over as well. Mm. Oh, like yeah. that is that was a massive say. So I am gonna give props there, not just because I have his jersey hanging right here, mm-hmm. uh, and that he's one of my favorite. If he is my favorite goaltender of all time, but uh, yeah, honestly, on both sides, this was a goalie battle, a hundred percent. But another thing as well, just overall, I think it was on the last episode we talked about. You know, if the Ducks just continue to press and play like the way they did. I think it was in the Las Vegas game, if I'm not mistaken, Yeah, that, you know, they would be able to hang around with the best and it like games would be a lot more even and exciting in that. That's exactly what they did. They almost took it to another level. Like even guys, you know, I was even talking about last game. I swear to God, they like Dallas Eakins or whoever must listen to our show. Cause I said, I'm like, get slap. We need him to shoot a little bit more. Right. Just to, and like you had said as well, just to uh, relax kind of the younger guys, right? To, yep. you know, okay, maybe I should shoot a little bit more and that sort of thing. Getzlaff, I think it was in that first period there, mm-hmm. almost da- like almost completely dangled and put uh, Flurry's jockstrap in the rafters there by, you know, kind of cutting around, looking like he's going to go behind the net and then stopping mm-hmm. quick and trying to tuck it in. Yeah. Flurry yeah, just making first. that save also. Like he had a yeah. few really good saves, had, but like he had a, a couple breakaway or at least one. One kind of breakaway and one almost breakaway. That uh, yeah. he got some good shots off too, and other good shots. Like I, I'm curious to know how many shots chances. he had in that game. Yeah. It, it was probably you know about five or six, which is pretty high for a single game. So, yeah, it's uh, Let's see if I can pull it up. It, it's pretty funny that we. It's either that we know what we're talking about, and uh, we're just on the same wavelength as Dallas Eakins, or he listens to the show, and I, I think it's the latter because I'm pretty sure we don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> there's sometimes I kind of wonder if we know what we're talking about, and there's sometimes I'm just surprised that you know people want to hear what we have to talk about or what I have to talk about. Even I'm like, <laughs> people actually give a shit what a, what I think. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> let's see if I can figure. Let's see if I can find out how many shots he had here. Yeah, because it was a lot. Like when I I watched the highlight package this um, this morning to as a quick Getzlaff refresh, had, this game was yeah. a few days ago. It was pretty much half of it was Getzlaff, I think. Getzlaff had four shots on net, which led the team that night in shots. Okay, I I would imagine that there should be more because I think he had a couple posts or or no, he had a couple like wide misses, so he had more shot attempts yeah. for sure. Yeah, more shot yeah. attempts for sure. But yeah, and there, there was that post in the first period and everything like that. I'm mm-hmm. um, just taking a look here at the summary and everything like that, like. Um, 
I'd say really the only period that we faltered in terms of offensive pressure was maybe the third, but at the same time, seven shots in a period is you know pretty average, I'd say. So yeah. it just kind of fell down. But that first period, we outshot them thirteen to four. Uh, second period was eight to seven. Third period was seven to ten in favor of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I think but, after we scored that goal too, they they put on a lot of offensive pressure, and mm-hmm. and we I don't want to say sat back a little bit, but we we definitely switch to a more defensive style of hockey, which yeah. is what you wanted to do. I don't, I don't think that we were going to score another one. So just prevent Vegas from scoring and don't give up any high quality chances. Um, yeah. You want really to be more defensive. There. You want to be more defensive on it, but you don't want to be too defensive at the same time. Right? No. Like, and I don't think we were giving yourself a chance. Yeah. And I don't think we were either, but yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, just like, that's what, that's what we've been saying. This team could do. We just hadn't seen it yet. Right. Yeah. So let's just, you know, keep up this type of play and, you know, okay. So the other night I had posted that, you know, that's where fourth and it was looking good and said, good night. And we did get a little bit of flack at the fact that we had played yeah. a few more than other teams. Right. So I was like, okay, you know, maybe going into the next game against Vegas, it's going to fall off or that sort of thing. I think I made that tweet two days ago today. And it would have been on Friday night. Um, and at the moment, yeah, two days or three days later, whatever it was, and I still hold that fourth place spot above Arizona, Minnesota, LA, and San Jose. Yeah. And, and because and, we haven't played yeah. in a few days, I think we're pretty close in terms of games played. Hey, yeah, we're at 15. St. Louis has now played 15. Arizona's at 14. Um, so yeah, okay. We still have technically played the most games out of anybody in the division, um, you know, tied with St. Louis, but you know, we're still there. That's damn good. So, yeah. uh, the haters, no. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, you know, like if this team can continue to play, I'd say even like 85, 90% of what we did, uh, the other night against Vegas here, We'll actually be okay. Yeah, I think we'll. Uh, I think we'll. It'll keep us above five hundred for sure, which is is what you want, and that's at least puts us in contention for that fourth playoff spot. So, mm-hmm. um, w- which I think would be a solid season, just to to be in contention for that. Considering what this team looked like on on opening night, or, or even in the off season, uh, I think just being in the the conversation of playoffs is a huge win for for the team. Um, and then it, we'll just build off of that next year in the full season. I think so. Yeah, really nothing to be upset about there. So, um, yeah, we kind of talked about it before, and I think we've kind of already got into it now. I mean, I've talked about everything I want to about the game, so we can just kind of transition into our, our standings update if you want to leave this game or if you want to mention anything else about it. But um, Just the fact that I think we talked about this last episode as well, that we were getting just more chances on the fly and that sort of thing. This game was just very balanced all around, I think, in terms of how we were able to get our chances. And defensively, we didn't give Vegas too many high-quality chances from what I could tell, at least watching this game. No, there was... Um, I, I want to see the heat map, uh, if somebody has it. Um, I haven't taken a look just yet, but like just visually watching it, I guess mm-hmm. there wasn't too many high danger chances actually, which is exactly what you want to do. Especially um, against so I think, a team like Vegas. Yeah. Yeah. Like I think all around this was actually probably like, I know there's been a couple games where like, Oh, this is the best one that we've played. This has got to be one of the, the, if not, yeah, the best game that we have played this season. Oh, 100%. Yeah. I, I don't even think it's even close that that, that to say that this is the best or to say yeah. that it's not the best. I don't know what I'm trying to say, but I'm trying to pull <laughs> up the stats here. But yeah, no, 100%. I think it's the best um, that we've played so far. So in terms of high danger chances, um, so Ducks got eight high danger chances, four, four against. So only allowed four high danger chances according to natural stat trick. Um, and Gibson game. was able to save all four. So I would, yeah, I was gonna yeah. say, yeah, I'd say were, so, but yeah, there was no goal, so obviously. yeah, or they or or they were blocked. Does it does it say if it was like an actual shot attempt or like shot attempt or shot or um, it uh, high danger shots against three, so three of the four were were actually shots. There you go. Yeah, um, obviously no goals. Um, yeah, so basically all all the other chances were were lower medium. So, um, I guess like we can look at high danger. Oh no, we we did high danger shots. Yeah, so uh, 
really solid to only hold them to three. Actually, that's the lowest um, for high danger shots against going, yeah, all season. Going back to the 3-1 win over Avalanche, the Avalanche, where we also only allowed three. All the other ones have been six, seven. Um, the bad one against the Blues, we had 11 high danger shots against nine against the Sharks in that 5-4-1. So, yeah, to, to hold the, the Vegas Golden Knights to only three is, is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Huge exactly. improvement from the first game because that one we allowed 12 high-danger shots against yeah. uh, the very first game of the season. So I just um, really hope that you know our upcoming game is against um, San Jose. I hope we don't stoop back to that kind of level, right? Mm-hmm. Like Which yeah. we are known to do. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I think we will, but... Hopefully. Yeah, yeah. Like we we can't allow that, but um, so if we if we don't allow ourselves to do that for once, um, you know that should theoretically be like, I won't say a cakewalk, but it's close too. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. So I, I guess just briefly we can talk about that, or I actually no, we're going to get into the uh, I guess the the stats update for the. Uh, rest of the season here. So um, let's quickly go through the uh, who's leading the team in goals, assists, and points since we're about a quarter of the way through the, the season now. And let me re- refresh my page because I think I, I messed it up. There we go. <laughs> okay, so leading the team in, uh, I guess let's start with points, is Max Comtois with eight in uh, the 15 games he's played. Six goals, two assists. Followed closely by Hampus Lindholm, um, two goals, four assists for six points. Uh, Raquel and Getzlaf uh, also have six points, uh, one goal, five assists for each of them. Getzlaf just in a couple less games. Uh, Rowney also has six points, all assists in 15 games. Um, and then Deloria and Silverberg, three goals, two assists for five points. So uh, I think we can leave it there. Um, very surprised and, and pleasantly surprised at that to have Max Comtois uh, up. Yeah, <laughs> I was just going to pull that up too. Very. <laughs> Max Leonard 23 there with just in all caps, Max Comtois, which, yeah. Yeah, pleasantly surprised how he's turned Very. out this season. Um, if he can keep up that half a point uh, per game pace, uh, I'd be happy with his play this season, honestly. So, because, um, I mean, this would technically be his rookie season. I don't think he's played too much in, in past seasons. Mm hmm. Yeah, I'm not, not sure. I can't remember off the top of my head what he played last season. But, you know, we were talking about it last year, even how that's kind of the one thing that the Ducks seemed to be lacking was kind of that star in a way. Not to mm-hmm. say that, you know, Comtois is that right now, but no. at the same time, he is, right? Like, right now, he is. He's, yeah. He's that guy who's actually leading the pack, right? As, mm-hmm. as much as it's still close because we're, you know, only 15 games in, that's a guy who is getting it done right now mm-hmm. in most areas all areas right like you know it's it's not very balanced but that's also what we kind of wanted right we didn't want somebody who was a bit more balanced like we wanted a goal scorer and yeah. that is what uh Comtois is doing right now if you take a look at the goal stats uh he's leading by three compared to the next guys at Selferberg, Delorier, Henrik and Heinen with three mm-hmm. each. so which is well, that's kind of what we need, actually. So mm-hmm. it's nice to see it, uh, you know, actually just developing within the system uh, instead of, you know, having to pick up like a guy like Taylor Hall that I know, you know, we were talking about last year, should maybe mm-hmm. like Murray should have maybe tried for or that sort of thing. Wasn't sure if it would work out or what. So, it's yeah, it's nice to see that it's happened just through development. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, he, he really likes to play against Vegas, too. I think... Uh, uh, not all of his goals, but he's he's definitely scored. I think in every game against Vegas, except maybe the one before this one, because mm-hmm. we've played Vegas four times, right? Yes, yeah. First mm-hmm. two games of the season, and then these last two. Yeah, because he got two in the first one, one in the second one, one in this one for four. Uh, so yeah, and I think that's always Vegas. Vegas. <laughs> he, so yeah, that's that's really good to see. Um, you you got to have those players that just like to play against some team for whatever reason so yeah. I like that a lot um, Comtois did play in 29 games last season so this would technically be his sophomore season but okay. um, but either way it's, it's really good to see he had 11 points last season uh, 8 already this season so definitely on pace to set a career high in points which is good to see looking good looking good 
Yeah, um, I guess you already touched on goals there. Uh, Comtois, six, Silverberg, Deloye, Henrique, and Heinen with three. Um, and then Lindholm, Terry, and Lundestrom with two there. So, um, yeah, really, really solid. We, I, I don't want to say we have depth scoring, really, but, I mean, there's definitely lots of names out there that are, are, have more than just a single goal, right? Um, yeah. Very... Uh, I'm kind of upset to see Raquel with only one. Um, Getzlaff's always been that pass-first guy, but he only has one as well. Kind of upset about that. But, I mean, lots of other guys have stepped up in um, in Heinen and Terry, and even even then they don't have a lot of goals, but um, still more than I would expect from them. So, Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, like, I mean... Oh, excuse me. Um, I lost my train of thought. Crap. Oh, no, okay, now I know where I was going. Um, I think we've only had, what, is it two games or one game that we've had, like, more than three goals? And I think that was that, what was uh, that? It, it was 5-4 game against uh, Vegas the other night? Um, and then there was a 5-4 against San Jose as well. Right. Yeah, so just okay, those so two, two times. Games. Yeah, so yeah. it's understandable then, like, why some of these stats might seem low. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, like you said, like... And it's like we talked about last year as well. It's nice that, you know, contributions are happening across the board. Um, but, yeah, we do need to get going just a little bit more, right? Some, we have some to, other guys definitely need to get yeah, rolling. Yeah, for sure. So, um, yeah, but it's definitely good to see we've got that one guy that's that's taken the, the charge on in goals. I mean, I think Getzlaff should have a few more, but he's been robbed a couple times there. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah. I think it'll happen, and and once the power play gets clicking too, then it, it hopefully will improve everybody's stats a little bit more. Because uh, right now we're not doing so hot, but I think that um, it'll improve. It has to improve at some point. Like like really, it it, it can't be sustained at eight percent or whatever it is. Like Dallas Eakins has to figure out a way to uh, to bring that up a little bit. So um, let's uh, yeah, let's uh, move into assists. So Carter Rowney leading the team there with uh, six, followed by Raquel and Getzlaff with five, uh, Lindholm, Shattenkirk, and Grant with four, and Fowler and Steele with uh, three. So, um, yeah, I mean, again, a little bit lower just because we don't score a a ton of goals there, but um, I've thought Rowney's playmaking ability down in the bottom six has been really good. Um, at least Raquel's getting assists because he's not getting goals. Gets laugh about on pace for where I would expect, I would say. Um, mm-hmm. Anything you want to say about any of the other guys? Or No, you pretty much summed it up, honestly. Okay. <laughs> I guess I, I kind of took the, gold as, the goals aspect so he can take yeah. the, uh, the assist. I said Fair gold enough. there for a moment because I realized we didn't touch on, uh, I think, the most important or one of the most important aspects of the last game as well against the Golden Knights there. Um Oh I mean, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We to- we totally forgot about this. Just skipped right um, over that. These golden buckets. I don't know. Uh, live live feed right now. How are, how are we feeling about these? Because I've I've seen definitely mixed reactions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a uh, it's interesting for sure. It's uh, I mean, what what kind of bothers me is that it's a slightly different. Looks like a slightly different gold color than the jersey. Like the jersey is more of like a darker gold, whereas these helmets are just like right in your face. But I mean, uh, that aside, I, I really like the helmets. I think it's interesting um, for sure. And uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It's just fun and different. I, I'm all for doing different things in the NHL. Should every team adopt, you know, like chrome or, or bright gold or shiny gold uh, helmets? No, but for the Golden Knights, they're a fun team. I think it definitely works. Yeah, I think it does actually. I'm a fan of it, honestly. And that's not just because I know uh, one of the guys responsible for this uh, decision as well in uh, in the you know Vegas marketing department or design department, whatever you want to, or I guess whatever it is called specifically. Um, but uh, yeah, no, it'll be definitely interesting for the future. Um, it will be a I, I have been informed that it will be a bucket that's you know not just a one off. It's going to be kind of a uh, a rotation that they're going to be doing, mm-hmm. and uh, so they're kind of doing it like NCAA or kind of like football, I guess, in a way where they'll change up, you know, the uniform of like what helmet, jersey and pant combo they're going to wear. Right. So Mm -hmm. uh, the Golden Knights are going to kind of have like a 
helmet rotation and the whole thing was kind of, well, nobody else is doing it. So why not us? Because we've done everything else that's been kind of outrageous. We got a gold sparkle Jersey and everything Mm -hmm. like that too. So uh, yeah, that was kind of the whole thought process there. And uh, from what I can remember being told, it kind of stemmed actually from at least for the uh, Henderson silver Knights, which is the AHL affiliate this season for the Vegas golden Knights um because they have silver chrome helmets down there and those stemmed originally from the stadium series last year okay. uh was it colorado and uh, la and yeah. la had those silver chrome right. buckets as well and that's kind of where it stemmed from oh, uh, yeah. is what it sounded like just kind of the idea um again yeah i guess is the team to you know try something different 100 percent because they've been doing it since the very start um i, I personally really like it so yeah, no, it's good. I hope that other teams find a way to do something at least unique like that. Um, definitely not mm-hmm. shiny gold. I, I think the only other team that could do that is the Preds, but they're more of like a baby shit yellow mustard color than a gold. So, um, <laughs> are you th- wait? Are you thinking of like the like the original yellow jersey they had, or the ones now? Because the ones now are just like a. I think it is a yeah. is a nice yellow. Oh no, the ones now are good. But yeah, I think as a, yeah. as a helmet, it would it wouldn't fit but yeah (laughs) it's just more Uh, of like a gross yellow than a than a a shiny gold is my point i don't hate them at all so i actually like the jerseys. i was gonna bring this up quick because they did wear them this week i really like the nashville reverse retros and i think that Mm -hmm. should be adopted as their full-time home jersey honestly if they want to keep the yellow thing going it Mm -hmm. looks a lot better yeah yeah they had one of the nicer reverse retros for sure yeah Yeah. it just Um, translated really well mm -hmm. yeah definitely it definitely did um, yeah, we, we talked briefly off air about this and I wasn't sure if you wanted to bring it up either here. Um, but the, um, um, the shooting percentage, we had talked about that, um, you know, for guys that have actually like played a decent amount this season, um, besides, uh, I guess Carter Rowney, who, who's all assists and, and some defensemen that maybe aren't the offensive type. Um, Ricard Raquel has a very poor shooting percentage um he has a shooting percentage of two percent on 49 shots Ugh. <laughs> one goal is that's what that gets yeah um and and his shots as well lead by let's see 16 yeah, yeah. so, so uh, leads yeah, the team in shots too yeah you had uh you had something you wanted to mention about that that poor shooting percentage there uh what was oh yeah right so this uh came up last night actually from uh, former Duck Kevin Bieksa on the Hockey Night in Canada broadcast. Um, so he was telling of during his time in Anaheim when Corey Perry was kind of struggling to score and that sort of thing. Um, so what Perry would do, I guess, was put a stick in a garbage can, set it in the middle of the room, and he would have the team, you know, spit on it and throw trash in it and everything like that, and you know, just grossness essentially just put it just in to face the hockey there. stick <laughs> yeah and so it was basically like a sign that he was going to get like a t mini goal and that was gonna get him back on track um maybe this is something that you know raquel needs to adopt or just you know really anybody uh mm-hmm. it's definitely an interesting thing hockey players have some really odd superstitions and that sort of thing and that's coming from a goaltender myself that we are full of them mm-hmm. um but, uh, you know, maybe that's something that needs to happen. I don't know. Or find something that can kind of get you out of that rut. Because, yeah, yeah, this is not normal for Kel by any means. No, definitely not. Um, so, yeah, I really hope he figures it out because I've always kind of had a soft spot for Raquel. But um, I, I don't I don't know if it's he's just showing that he's maybe not the, the goal scorer we uh, chalked him up to be or if it is just a rut i mean i don't want to mm-hmm. go and make you know huge claims against him in the 15 games he's played but um it, it's gotta come from somewhere so um yeah. he is currently playing with comtois and lundestrom who uh i think could help out there i mean comtois is more of a goal scorer than a, a shoot first kind of guy lundestrom's found his touch lately um so i and i mean raquel had a nice feed to comtois on the, the game winner there mm-hmm. um in that other game. So, I mean, maybe he, it's just time for him to find another role, maybe more of a passing role than a goal scoring one. Who knows? But, um, yeah, I, I really hope something happens, um, to him in, in a positive way to, to get more goals. <laughs> yeah, you got it exactly right. So yeah, I really hope he turns it around soon. Yeah. Um, 
Last thing here, let's uh, just quickly talk about some team stats. Um, we already mentioned that we were, um, you, you know, pretty good standings wise. Um, but let's talk quickly about power play percentage and penalty kill percentage here. Um, so teams have played anywhere between, you know, 12 and 18 games, it looks like, uh, so far this season. Um, so pretty even, and I mean, we're kind of right in the middle at 15. Uh, but on the power play, the Ducks are third worst in the league, just ahead of Detroit and Minnesota with a 8.8 power play percentage, um, which is not good. Not good. Not good. Um, I'm looking for how many opportunities, and it doesn't actually have it, which is super bizarre. But that's okay. We don't need to. I can't even find where you're seeing this stat right now, honestly. Oh, I I pulled it up somewhere (laughs) else. Oh, okay. That makes sense. (laughs) But... The the spe- in terms of special teams, thankfully that is the worst of the stats um, because that that can be fixed quite easily. The penalty kill, on the other hand, is actually quite good. We are uh, third in the league, just behind Colorado and Boston, um, in penalty kill percentage. At good company for sure, at eighty seven point two percent. Boston at eighty eight, so not far behind them, and Colorado at a disgusting eighty nine point seven. So damn. Um, yeah, and we're you know we're just ahead of Minnesota, who also has a garbage penalty kill and um, or garbage power play, sorry, and good penalty kill. But uh, and Tampa eighty four point eight. So we're, yeah, we're in pretty good company all the way up there for sure. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I think yeah, we did talk about the power play last uh, episode or last mm-hmm. Sunday. For I forget which one it was. Uh, you know, everything is just blurred at this point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just you know those comments from Eakins of like he can't figure out what it is. Well. Like it needs to get figured out and it needs to get figured out soon, right? Because we are losing a lot of goals by not being able to capitalize on these. Yeah. Because so. I, I feel like we get lots of power play opportunities. And, and maybe yeah. it's just because teams are like, oh, they suck on the power play. We can handle that. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know. But um, yeah, I think once we start to figure it out, we could, we could easily get, you know, those three goals a game that we maybe don't see very often, which I think could easily win us games um, on, on most nights because mm-hmm. I think Gibson is capable of holding most teams to one or two. Yeah. And, you know, on a bad night, maybe three, and we take it to overtime and at least get a point out of the deal. So, um, yeah, no, I think the power play really needs to get clicking. It, it's looked better now that, you know, that Heinen Comtois one has been the, the number one unit um, or what I view as the number one unit, the one you rely on more. But, yeah, still not perfect, obviously. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you kind of wrapped it up. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Cool. <laughs> um, yeah. So, just in general, after going through all those stats, there, how are you feeling about the Ducks' season a quarter of the way through? The first eighth of the season, I guess. So, I guess first half of the first quarter mm-hmm. uh, wasn't as great, but I'm really liking the second half of the first quarter sure. and how we're going into this second quarter for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I just hope that. It can be, you know, mostly sustained. Like I said, if we were to be able to play like this, like three or four out of five games each time, you kind of break it up that way, we'd be fine. Yeah. So yeah, I, I don't, I don't see a whole lot of issues with it, honestly. Um, so yeah, as as long as you know they're able to keep up some semblance of this type of play, I'm good with how it's kind of gone so far. So, and like we like we talked about as well, no team. Like I, as I'm not saying this like just for us because no team had any preseason games, but that's kind of what those first few games were going to be anyway. Yeah, and you know if you weren't expecting that, that's on you. So because yeah, yeah, exactly. everybody else was around the league for not just the Ducks, but uh, you know even go up north to Toronto as much as they were winning games, it was still a little bit sloppy. Or go down mm-hmm. to Boston or even to Vegas or that sort of thing. There were some things that just weren't quite there yet but they were you know they were maybe a bit closer for some of those teams yeah um so yeah i kind of expected that for the first bit but then once we really started to get our footing there um in i say the like the last seven or eight it looked a lot better so yeah, there was kind yeah, of that sure. one game in there that we said you know watch the game tape once throw it away and mm-hmm. it seems like that's what they did as well so again yeah. pretty sure dallas Eakins does <laughs> listen to the podcast but <laughs> uh you know just it's it's gotten a lot better we've kind of gotten our footing here and we're going so and i just want to keep i just want to see you continue yeah i i definitely think that we've just been consistent since that awful game that you were talking about there um not great we haven't won every game but at least we put in you know a full 60 minute effort and had a chance every night so yeah or a year 60 minute effort it hasn't been kind of like that one full period off or anything like that that's kind of killed us in the past so yeah yeah exactly so yeah no it's been pretty good i 
really, I agree with you. I have nothing to, to add. I think you just hit the nail on the head there. So, um, well, very well summed up. So thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, let's uh, let's quickly. We got a couple more things before we wrap up here. Kind of a bit of a shorter one for you, so you can uh, do whatever you want on Valentine's Day. Go for dinner, sit at home, watch movies, eat popcorn and, and chocolate. If you uh, if that's your thing too, no no judgment here from us. We, you're, able to do, you're able to do both, whether you're with somebody or single or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Uh, doesn't even matter if you're single or not single, depending on like for like what kind of movie you watch. Yeah. <laughs> we've had our fair share of uh, of single valentine's days too and we you yep. know we either hang out by ourselves or we just play child together and you know drink some there's beers, still so. a picture on my instagram of me kissing a bag of cheesies because that was my date for the day <laughs> yeah <laughs> it happens no shame in that nope not at all yeah th- those cheesies were well loved that night <laughs> they were trust me <laughs> not in that not in that way we're not no no I wasn't never... even going. I wasn't even going there. So the fact that your brain did means you at least thought about it. Oh no, no! no but there should be somebody who's listening who was going <laughs> down that rabbit hole, and I'm just telling you, no. Yeah, <laughs> I. Uh, yeah, we're not. No, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, let's get into the the gulls update here. So um, around you know maybe every Sunday, every couple of weeks or something, we'll, we'll just do a quick update. We don't follow the gulls. Um, you know, maybe one day we'll get some an AHL podcast network, but as of right now, we don't. So we'll briefly talk about it. Um, and, and just give you the highlights. And really the highlights are that the Gulls are 4-0, and um, so undefeated so far to start the season, tied with the Henderson Silver Knights, obviously the Vegas Golden Knights uh, AHL affiliate, for first in the division. Um, also tied, I guess, for first in the league. I think there's three, maybe four teams that are undefeated so far in whatever it is, two, three, or four games. Um, so pretty solid. I mean, you know, you can't be upset when you're you're undefeated, really, so... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, nothing to really be upset about. And uh, yeah, just from the stuff that I've been able to see and whatnot, the team looks pretty good. You know, mm-hmm. everybody's kind of contributing down there as well. And yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just, it's really firing off. So and those bright spots are definitely some of those uh, younger guys for sure. And, mm-hmm. you know, Lucas Dostal and um, uh, Jamie Drysdale sounds like yeah. he's been really going the last couple of games yeah. as well. And uh, of course, Trevor Zegras, who mm-hmm. is still leading the league in points is a six-way tie right now for first in points. Uh, Zegris has two goals and four assists for six points uh, at the moment. Six points in four games. That sounds pretty fucking good. Just going to yeah. say that. <laughs> we'll take that for sure. Um, I think that first game he ended up with four points or something, right? Like Two, uh, two points. Two points? Yeah. Well, oh, okay. Oh, so I guess in the first two he had four points then. Yeah. Oh, okay. Gotcha. I couldn't remember from the last time we did, we did an <laughs> update. So, yeah, no, it's been pretty consistent. Consistent effort from him. Um, Chase DeLeo, I think, is is just a name that I I've noticed has been doing pretty mm-hmm. well. He's played in the NHL a little bit. I think he's on a line with Zegris as well. So um, maybe kind of a product of Zegris's performance. But I think they're both feeding off of each other quite well. I don't want to say I shouldn't have said that DeLeo is a, a a product of uh, Zegris. I think they both just complement each other well. But yeah, obviously Zegris well, is I guess the, the bigger they, name. But yeah, uh, and if they do complement each other that much, keep that coming up to the big club. Mm-hmm. Honestly. Yeah, well, I mean, Delito's played in the NHL yeah. too, just a few games. I think he's looked okay, but I think maybe having someone that he's comfortable playing with in the AHL, that their game could maybe translate a little better and he won't have, be so nervous because I think mm-hmm. that's kind of a big thing too. So Yeah, 100%. I agree Not with wrong. you there. So. Yeah. Um, anything else to add about the, the AHL? Um, I you're, you're the guy that follows it, and even <laughs> then it's not that much. So, <laughs> uh, No, not really. Um I was going to throw this out there. I, this has kind of been a, a little bit of a Jersey episode, just with a bunch of different things going on. But uh, I know they haven't really like changed it much over the last couple of years. But God, I love those San Diego jerseys. Honestly, Very just clean. like yeah. like changing the gold from the Ducks ones into like that blue, mm-hmm. and just changing that striping just a little bit, a little less hectic. Um, they're really clean jerseys, and I'd love yeah. to get my hands on one at some point. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that'd be good. I know our, our buddy Bader that we talk about seemingly every episode now. I know he went down to San Diego a couple of years ago and he picked up a Gulls jersey. Doesn't doesn't even really care about the team, but just because it was such a nice jersey. I've I thought about asking him how much he wants for it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I say I've considered it, but that'd be that'd be a good background piece for the the podcast. So would be would be quite nice. Yeah. So Bader, if you're listening, we'll uh, maybe uh, maybe send it down to us. <laughs> um, oh. Yeah, last last thing here, just some what's quacking. So let's get into that. 
again from Hockey Night in Canada, but definitely ties into the uh, the Ducks here with uh, Kevin Bieksa. Well, I guess Kevin Kevin Bieksa has just been everywhere on this show. Yeah. Also, it's been mm-hmm. you know uh, it, this has been the John Gibson Kevin Bieksa and Trevor Zegar show pretty much mm-hmm. uh, on this episode. But so this is a, a a beautiful screen grab. Look at that face, <laughs> my God! Of uh, of uh, Kevin Bieksa on last night's Hockey Night in Canada. Uh, if you're just listening to the stream, go check it out on YouTube as well if you want the pictures of that. Otherwise, this stuff is all on Twitter also. Uh, but I'll still try to give you a description here. You know, it's got a very nice blue suit, you know, nice and, you know, good to him. And yeah, good uh, haircut, I don't know too. How like, like, nice yeah, and professional. The, yeah, exactly. He's, he's looking good outside of, you know, that kind of just bad time screenshot, a little bit of a dopey face there. But, uh, if you notice, if you're if you're taking a look here, if you notice just behind his head, there is an image that uh, I think is perfect for Valentine's Day, especially if you're single. <laughs> oh yeah, and uh, <laughs> and so this was caught like early on during the day for Hockey Night in Canada because it was also Hockey Day in Canada, so it was kind of full day festivities and uh, you know tuning in uh, in different cities uh, around Canada and whatnot. Um, but yeah, there is a framed photo of. Ryan Kessler from uh, I think it was 2009 or 2011. They, they were both playing for the Canucks at the time, but it was from the like some ESPN uh, shoot that had happened that has Kessler just buck naked with I, I don't understand the props in the background with this honestly, but like <laughs> <Who> knows, man, <laughs> and like it just honestly looks like even for ESPN like poorly done photoshop at the same time <laughs> but like like especially like just t- like if you just take a look at the rock it just seems so out of place especially I, i'm not looking at the rock not <laughs> you're rocking, i'm looking you're at looking the, at- the other rock <laughs> the, the muscly rock but uh just it was just like funny that this is what he had behind him i think there was a tweet from kessler after the fact i let me see if i can pull it up here or if there was something yeah, because I want to know the story behind that. So I hope that yeah, this exactly. tweet is the story about how <laughs> BXA ended up with this. I don't know. I think it was just more of a, a gag type thing and mm-hmm. whatnot. Uh, oh, yeah, here it is. So Kessler had retweeted the the original tweet just kind of showing the pictures uh, was from uh, Danielle Michonne from, uh, from Sportsnet. And uh, she said, why aren't we talking more about the fact that BX has Ryan Kessler's ESPN body issue photo in the background? Uh, Kessler had retweeted uh, the tweet, said, usually it's by his bedside. (laughs) 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 But like that is that is too good. You mm-hmm. want to talk about Easter eggs? That's that's great. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That's a that's a good one. I mean, they have a pretty good uh, a pretty good friendship. Um, oh yeah, Kessler 100%. and Bieksa. They they started a podcast like over the summer, didn't they? Is that still going? I actually didn't even know about that, so I have no idea if it is. Yeah, it's. I, I never listened to it, but I know that um, the first few episodes were were just pretty funny. They were kind of it was kind of like a spit and chicklets style one, I think, where yeah. they were just like kind of swapping stories and having a well, good Kevin, time. Kevin Bieksa especially is a really humorous guy, honestly, and I've seen mm-hmm. that a lot more in his Hockey Night in Canada panel stuff for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, but if you even go and watch his piece during the Sedin's uh, retire like jersey retirement there in Vancouver. The whole thing he ba- like his speech he basically just turned it into a roast and it was great. Yeah, uh, he's he's definitely one of the bigger personalities of the NHL. Mm-hmm. I wish we would have maybe seen it a little bit more when he was playing, because um, maybe you know there might be a little bit more personality in the interviews in the the NHL now. But yeah, exactly. Uh, but I mean, we're trending in the right direction. But I, th- I think BX is definitely at least helping the uh, like the intermission stuff be a little bit more exciting. So mm-hmm. um, or. Lighthearted, I guess, is maybe a better way of putting it yeah, than exciting. Go. So, yeah, but definitely, uh, someone <laughs> someone was paying attention to uh, yeah <laughs> to find that. So that's really funny. They're just like looking at that haircut, and they're just like, "What the hell is that in the background?" <laughs> yeah, did you retweet that on the Quack Report? Uh, I don't know if I did. Okay. I don't think I did. Well, if not, it's probably pretty easy to find. So if you're uh, if you're by yourself on Valentine's Day, or or maybe even if you're with a partner but need something to uh, <laughs> get the motor running, for lack of a better way of putting it, then feel Pass free to up. check that out on Twitter, and, and it's a it's oh. a good look. And if you're listening to this after, um, you know, you can still use it. Doesn't have to be Valentine's Day. <laughs> nope. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm just double checking if I did. Uh, 
tweet that by chance. I don't think I did. Okay. Well, it's, I did uh, not. Okay. Well, it's pretty easy to find. So maybe yeah. you can retweet it and pin it for tomorrow or something. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> that can be your homework. But Ugh. yeah. Uh, anything else to add before we wrap things up here? Uh, yeah, actually, just what we were. Yeah. Wow. I cannot English right now. Uh, <laughs> while we were, or like while I was scrolling through there, just trying to take a look. Um, this jersey that I'm wearing now, the reverse retro jersey, uh, with some of the games getting rescheduled and that sort of thing. Oh, right. Uh, the two dates for the reverse retro that Anaheim will wear have been a uh, little bit uh, changed as well. So I had tweeted this out the other day that per aesthetics, uh, the Ducks reverse retro jersey will now be worn on April 9th versus the Colorado Avalanche and April 23rd against the Vegas Golden Knights, uh, respectively. Both are going to be home games for the Ducks. Um, I don't know why they aren't wearing this jersey more. I know they really mm-hmm. don't. I mean, like, it's going to be worn almost as much as the original was because it was, what, mm-hmm. maybe three games or something like that the original was worn. Yeah. But, um, you know, especially for a jersey that I think was in the top three for uh, sales across the NHL, mm-hmm. why are you not cashing in on that more? Yeah, for sure. Maybe that's the thing is they didn't want to wear it more than the original. Yeah, I don't if know. If it was only worn like, a few times, I, I really yeah, but don't like know. Th- like those sales numbers were coming out before teams had to submit um, mm-hmm. how many games they wanted to do because it did change. I think it was originally only supposed to be like two or three games for an 82 game season. Mm-hmm. Um, but once the once it had kind of changed and, you know, maybe it was due to the success of the reverse retro jerseys and like how popular some of them were, uh, that got extended to six games. So there are teams like, uh, I know Calgary's one. I think Edmonton is another one. Um, I think Pittsburgh might be doing four or six games with their jersey. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they're, and I think Vegas is even like with their red jersey is doing six games or something like that. There are teams that are taking it to the full extent. Uh, Hart, uh, I was going to say Hartford, but you know, the Carolina Hartford <laughs> jersey, uh, like they're wearing that to six yeah. games as well. And you would think that the Ducks would want to cash in on something like this, right? As I mean, they've already as, cashed in. Well, I mean, they, the, they cashed the in sales, that so. way, but you know, wear it. Yeah. You've, you know, you no, I agree of, for sure. You did put in the effort to and actually made this jersey. I think this one, the white version, actually looks a lot better than mm-hmm. the dark version that they had originally. It just it works a little bit more. Um, like, why wouldn't you wear it more to capitalize on that if you could? Right? It it yeah. doesn't make sense, and I think it's a huge uh, marketing mistake on behalf of the Ducks. And a lot mm-hmm. of people on Twitter seem to agree. Oh, for sure. Yeah, it's it's pretty interesting to read the comments on there, as yeah. always. But yeah, it's no, I agree. I think they should have wore it more. But I mean, do I care? Not really. But it's a <laughs> at least they're wearing it, and I think that they did a good job. So yeah. who knows? Maybe they have plans for it in the future. I really don't know. But um, yeah, it's it's unfortunate, and especially that we have to wait until April to see its debut. That's, yeah, exactly. That's kind, of, kind of unfortunate as well, but given the circumstances, it, nothing you can really do about it there, I don't think. so. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, just to reiterate here, the jersey will be worn on April 9th uh, versus the Colorado Avalanche and April 23rd against the Vegas Golden Knights. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we're, we're pretty much done here. So um, yeah, where can they, they find you, Nate? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Tate Namas, T-A-T-E-N-H-O-M-A-S, as always. And uh, I'll throw in the plug as well for DraftKings. Use promo code THPN at sign up for... Oh, geez, excuse me. Oh, my God. Yeah, we're at the end of the show here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> for uh, for a chance to win uh, some cash as well, you can get some free cash there with uh, using that code at sign up. Yeah, and you can follow myself at Carter underscore Potts, P-O-T-T-S underscore 97. And you can follow the Quack Report on Twitter and Instagram at Quack Report Pod, along with the network at HockeyPodNet. Um, I, I realized, too, we didn't mention when the next game is. The next game is Monday night, 7.30 Pacific against San Jose. That's the only upcoming game before our next episode. Um, I guess we could have maybe talked about it a little more, but oh well. <laughs> it's San Jose. Let's just go kick their ass. Yeah, I mean, we played them not too long ago either. Um, I think San Jose, since we played them, they've won one of their last three games, I think. Yeah, it has not looked good. I'll just pull up the standings here really quickly. Um, Oh, God, it was up, and then the app had to restart. Come on. Yeah, so they they beat LA (laughs) after our two-game series. They beat them 4-3, lost 2-6, lost to Vegas 3-1, and now they're playing us. So, yeah. So, yeah, and 13 Hopefully we can stomp them. Yes, uh, 5-7-1. 
Yeah. Okay. With a minus 14. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, that's not good. Okay, I think we can leave that there. Um, so thank you guys very much for listening. Uh, once again, follow us on all the social medias, which you can see at the bottom of our pictures, at Quack Report Pod, at HockeyPodNet. And we will talk to you guys on Wednesday and hopefully have another win to talk about. 